Hi, I'm Jessica Lindbergh, and this is the HeartStrong Podcast, where we dive into all the messiness that life has to offer, the joyful, the difficult, and the beautiful. As a mom and woman who's faced tragedy, I want to share stories of hope, resilience, and purpose. Join us for a conversation about what truly makes us HeartStrong. On today's podcast, I'm sitting down with author, speaker, and podcast host, Jamie Ivey. Even the people that you would look at and go, okay, you are at the most successful point of your career. I think if you dug in, you would find that there were moments in their life where they asked the question of like, why this? Why me? How am I going to do this? And so just to just kind of get like a sigh of relief for whoever's listening is if that's where you are, that's what you're thinking and feeling. You're not alone. Jamie's got a new book in this world called You Be You, and I cannot wait to talk with her about it. It's about how your life is right here, right now, exactly as it already is. Jamie is also the host of the podcast, The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey, and we are so thrilled to have her here today on the HeartStrong Podcast. Welcome, Jamie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. So for our listeners who haven't met you yet, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I, you said I have a podcast and an author, and I live outside of Austin, Texas with my husband, Aaron, and our four kids. Um, so parenting is a daily gig over here. You know, we've just got four of them. They, they range from 16, 15, 14, 12. So I think we're in the most fun stages. Um, it's different parenting because we've got different struggles here, but for the most part, everyone can survive on their own and take care of themselves. So that makes me happy, Mama. Uh, so parent to four kids and podcast host and author and speaker, and that's that's my gig. That's what I do every day. That's your gig. That's awesome. So you just have a, you have a new book that's just out in the world called You Be You. Tell us a little bit about it and why you felt so called to write it. Yes, this has been um, a project really close to my heart. Um, you know, a book when a book comes out, it, it the author has been working on that book for for a yes, while. Long time. And so, what I started to see, Jessica, is I started to see a lot of women who they weren't necessarily dissatisfied with their lives because they didn't like their life. In particular, there were probably things they didn't like and they wish they could change. But I started to see this and hear about these conversations of women who. They thought that they would be satisfied, successful, um, important, make a difference if their life looked more like her, whoever that might be. Like Mm -hmm. they had this idea of, or maybe they even saw someone on Instagram or on social media who they thought she's killing it. Like she's doing everything I want to be, to, to be doing. And I started just to notice that women were chasing after something that wasn't even theirs. Uh, They were forgoing the people and the opportunities that were right in front of them because they didn't see them as mattering. They didn't see them as important. They didn't see them as quote unquote life changing. And they started ignoring the people and the gifts that God had given them and the talents he'd put in them only because they thought I would be better off like something else. And so I'm not sitting here saying that I saw women doing that. And I've never felt that because that would be dishonest. <laughs> we've um, all been there. We've yeah. all been there. Yeah. I, mean, I, I still am going to fight that forever. Of course. And so I wanted to write a book really just cheering women on saying, hey, you actually can be who God created you to be. And you have great things that he's put inside of you. And you're going to be different than the other people around you. And that's okay. So I want... Men for sure as well, but I do have a, a mostly female audience and I want women to um, 
really believe that they have a level of influence that matters right where God has put them. I love that. I think that message is so important. Shout it from the rooftops. It's so (laughs) needed. You have a part in your book, and I'm wondering if I can read just a little excerpt of it, and I'd love for you to comment on it. You say, um, you've probably heard and seen these sayings pop up in your Pinterest feed, the things people put out there to motivate and inspire us. Girl, you've got this. Hustle more. Get things done. You're your own boss. You know, things like that. And then you say the danger of, of these sayings is they can't hold up under the pressures of this world. And gosh, that resonates with me so deeply. And I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about those words and what that means to you. Yeah. I mean, the thing about those sayings, and I say this in the book as well, is they're not on their own. There's nothing wrong with them. I've probably right. said them. I probably have them on a t-shirt somewhere, you know, right. like those sayings alone are not a problem. Right. But I know as a woman when, and I'm, I'm 42. So, and I told you I have four kids, they're teenagers. And so I know that life can be difficult sometimes. Um, I know that life can be hard. I know that life can throw you curveballs. You know this from your personal story and your life as well, is that life is not always like we thought it would be when we're 21 years old. Um, And so for me, what I started to realize was I didn't know how I can put this, these sayings, like you control your destiny. Mm-hmm. Well, like I don't control my destiny or else I would have never chosen for one of my kids to be sick and have a disease, or I would have never chosen for COVID to enter into people that I love their lives, or I would never have chosen to have some hardships that we've walked through personally in our own home. And so I, I, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with those statements on their own, but I think they're lacking. And for me mm-hmm. as a follower of Jesus, I just have to go, there has to be more. There has to be something else for me to stand on. And so that's why I started to think about when I say like, okay, you can be you. It's not just for the heck of it, but it's because God created that in you. You know, like God made that in you because um, you're, you know, we're not just enough on our own. For me as someone who, who has a strong faith, like I believe I need Jesus to help me get through those trials and those adversities and to get through the the success and the awesome things as well. And so I... I started the book that way because I wanted people to know that there was going to be more to this conversation than me just being like, you're awesome. You can do this. I believe we can change the world. I think all those things are true. They really are. But I think we have to go deeper so that when life gets hard, we have something, we have a foundation that can't be shaken. Um, When, um, when we discover something is not right in our family's life, in our own personal life, that we we can't stand on this cute saying of you are your own boss and you control your destiny and you can do anything you put your mind to. Those things don't stand up when life gets hard. Like they just can't, they cannot be a foundation. So I wanted to remind women that there has to be something deeper that you're standing on other than cute sayings. This has been the craziest year, and now we're heading into the holidays, and we're all asking ourselves, what the heck are we going to buy the people we love? Well, I don't know about you, but I want to share something with my friends that makes a difference. Surprise someone you love with a sustainably made Heartstrong sweatshirt or a made-for-this necklace. We have a great new holiday collection coming at the Four Heart Shop full of inspiring words and stylish clothes. Remind someone in your life or in your community that they are doing a great job. And everything that the Four Heart Shop puts out supports the Ethan Lindbergh Foundation. So you're getting something really cool and you're totally making a difference. You can head over and visit fourheartshop.com at F-O-U-R-H-E-A-R-T-S-S-H-O-P.com. 
or click on the link in our show notes because the words we wear make a statement about who we are and what we believe. But I think what the struggle is, is we want to be women who are successful, right? We want to go get it. We want to, you know, be our best. We want to accomplish our goals. We want to knock it out of the park, all of these different things. But it's almost like we need a new mantra Mm. or a new, and I don't know what that is. I don't have the answer to that, but I feel very much the same as you because life is messy and complicated and it's not linear. And so, I mean, I know, like I said, I don't have the answer, but what do you think is this new conversation that we need to be having, probably something within the vernacular of UBU, um, with women, to be, I think to be more honest with one another about the reality of life. I think the honesty is really, really um, important because mm-hmm. the problem with women looking at other people's lives is, let's just be honest real quick, most of the time it's women that you don't know and right. that it's on an online space. Yep. And so- you and I are both very thankful for the internet. It's we have jobs on the internet. You know, this mm-hmm. is great. It's really great that we have the internet. But I also see it as a detriment to women thinking that they have less and she has more. And, yeah. and I'm, I'm what I mean that is that there's this opportunity for us to look into other people's lives and think we see the entire picture, um, and then think we're less than because they must not have any struggles and they must not have any right. cares. And I, by no means, am, am one that says throw away the internet or throw away Instagram. I love Instagram, but I think it's important for women to say, who are my real life friends? Mm-hmm. Like, who are the friends that know every that know the things happening in my life that aren't on the Instagram? And I'm such an old person. I just said the Instagram, like I'm a grandma. <laughs> um, but anyway, but how, who are those people? You know, I heard someone have a conversation recently about this, the problem that of this social world that we live in. And he said this, I'll never forget it. I can't remember his name. I would give him credit, but he said, who are the people that know your secrets? Mm, yeah. And that hit me so hard because he said, if we don't have people in our lives that know our secrets and it, and he didn't mean that in a bad way, like, oh my gosh, I'm shamed about this, but just the things that are in our life, the difficult things, the hardship, the fears, the anxiety, the worries, mm. all those things that we don't often put online and we shouldn't, let's mm. just be honest. Um, but who are those people? And so I think as women, man, I just want to encourage women, find those people that know the secrets in your life. Um, because when you look online, you, you follow someone, I mean, you can be so invested in someone's life. I can live in Austin, Texas and be invested in someone's life in Boise, Idaho that I'll never meet. And I think I know her and I think she has it better than me. And I feel less than sometimes. And I wish I could be like her and it's a false reality, you know? And so I'm with you. I'm the honesty is so important. And I think that honesty comes best um, in real life, face to face, hold hands, give hugs kind of relationships. Yeah. Which we're so craving right now, by the we're way. We're so craving. Yes. <laughs> because we're just wired for connection. And I think that the fact that we're not able to do that right now is almost enhancing exactly what you just said. Oh my gosh. Yes. Right? I agree with you. Yeah. So I, maybe the honesty is actually even more important now than ever with yeah. the people that we want to be honest with. And even even in the way that we do post, I remember, you know, a couple of years ago watching some other people who were doing some things that I was hoping to do and then coming to find out that some of them had like full-time nannies, full-time housekeepers, da, 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 da. and I was like, oh, wait a second. Yep. I, like 
it looks great on the outside, but mm-hmm. I don't have a full-time nanny and I'm cleaning my back kids' bathrooms on Saturday, yeah. you know, and that's real life, right? Mm-hmm. That's real. And so I think it is being honest about if we're in the next space, right, where other women want to be. What did it take to get there? What were the struggles? Yeah. And I think a lot of that too, like I always want to say a lot of that falls on me as a viewer. Um, true. True. Because I know like, I'll give you an example. Just um, it's been, we've had some difficult days around our house recently, just some personal things. And the thing is, I haven't put any of that online mm-hmm. because I'm still walking in it. I'm still yeah. living in it. It's my personal family things. And so the thing is, what you see online, you would not know that was happening, but my friends know, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and I have conversations about it. And so I think, I always think about that. And I think it's, I want the people who, for me, I'll think about me. If, when I'm viewing your Instagram, Jessica, I want to always remember that I'm only seeing what you show me. Right. I only know as much as you tell me. Um, I only see what you let me in on. And, and you know what? I, you don't owe me anything. I, I'm a stranger, you know, like you don't owe me anything. And so I think for me, I have a lot of conversations with myself that is going, okay, I have to remember, like you just used an example of you were watching these people do what you wanted to do. And then you realize, wow, they have a lot of help. And I, that's why I can't do this. Like we have to filter that through our brains as well and go, okay, I'm seeing only what's out there. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. But we have to filter that through our lens when we're looking at things. Yeah, yeah. So you have a, a chapter in your book. Um, I actually listened to your husband interview you on a, on your pad, podcast Aww. yesterday. I loved that. And you you both were talking about bloom where you're planted. Yeah. And I just love that. And you know, so I'm a mom of four boys. My oldest son was born with a really difficult heart disease, and he spent the last year of his life in this in the hospital. And he he died when he was seven. And I have a, a my fourth son, who. Um, you know, God created him with muscular dystrophy. So there's been so much about my journey that has been a lot of surrender and acceptance. And I've had many times in my car, in my closet, you know, mm. on the way to the grocery store where I'm like, okay, God, you've given me all these talents and these these dreams, these things mm. that I want to do, that I desire, that I feel like you're calling me to. And then you've given me these circumstances of heaviness and limitations and loneliness and like, you com- you got the wrong girl. Like you, mm. something's wrong with this picture. Wait a, you know, like this can't, mm. how am I supposed to do this? And for me, it's been this journey of coming to this place where I'm now at a place where I'm. God says to me, no, you're made for this. Like I'm mm. going to bring those things together in your life. And it's the intersection of all of that. And I did create you for this. But I'm wondering if you could speak to the woman or the person, even the man listening, that's in that season where they're just feeling like this discordance between what they feel called to and maybe the circumstances of their life. And they're just like, how do I be me Mm. when things feel so upside down? Well, first to say uh, you're not alone, Um, whoever's feeling that. I don't think, uh, and again, I have (laughs) not done a lot of of asking this, I don't think there'd be many people who haven't felt that at one point in their lives. Even the people that you would look at and go, okay, you are at the most successful point of your career. I think if you dug in, you would find that there were moments in their life where they went, where they asked the question of like, why this? Why me? How am I going to do this? And so just to just kind of get like a sigh of relief for whoever's listening is if that's where you're thinking, if that's where you are, if that's what you're thinking and feeling, you're not alone. 
Um, and so just to think you're not the weird person on the planet who cannot figure out what you're supposed to do or how you're going to use your gifts when the circumstances of your life look crazy. Um, I think the, the beautiful thing about what you were just saying, even as I'm thinking about you talking about your story is I, I don't believe that when God was crafting you and he was giving you um, ideas and he was giving you dreams and he was giving you talents and he was giving you a voice and he was preparing you for influence. I don't think he then went, oh my gosh, I forgot about how her story is going to go. I forgot yeah. about how I was going to craft that fourth son. I forgot about how her oldest was going to leave sooner than, pl- I forgot about these things. And so that brings me so much comfort when I think about God is not a God who's up there just kind of having to play catch up when life goes crazy for us. Like God knew your story when he gave you the gifts that he gave you. And so to me, if anyone's listening, God is not surprised by our circumstances. He is yeah. not pr- surprised by our um, our hardships. He's not surprised by the difficult things. And we, as His kids, we get to continue to walk. We get to continue to walk forward in the in the midst of those because He has created us to do that. I mean, I'm listening to you talking. I'm like, man, God has created you for what you're doing right now, and He's given yeah. you He's given you um, experience which you probably would trade for anything in the world, but he's given you an opportunity to speak to women in a way that you get more than anyone else. And God has done that for you. And so I think as people are trying to figure out how is this going to look, I'm I'm one who's always just thinking, you just keep walking. Like you keep walking one foot in front of the other and then you can't mess up because God is going to direct your path. Like he says that in scripture. You know, he says that he is the, he, he will direct your paths. His word is a lamp into our feet. And sometimes when I think about that scripture, his word is a lamp into our feet. If you hold, have you held a lamp up, you can't see the entire driveway at my house. Right. I could just see the next couple of steps in front yes. of me. Yes. And so for me, it's this constant reminder of, okay, I, I can't see to the end of the driveway. It's impossible. You know, I live on four acres. It's a long way at the end of the driveway. But if I held a lamp right here, I could see the next couple of steps in front of me. And I just think that's what God's asking for us to do is the next couple of steps in front of us. And the next thing you know, you're going to wake up one day and you're going to look back and be like, man, look what God has done in the past year, five years, 10 years. Yeah. I could have never imagined where I am. And honestly, Jessica, it could be different than where you first start out that you Absolutely. thought you were going to be going. It could be like, wow, I could have never planned this. And I'm like, of course we couldn't because we're not God. And right. so just to encourage people, man, God has not forgotten you and he has not gone, wow, I didn't see this coming. He is in charge of all things and he has created you with a purpose in the season that you are. I think that's where people get hung up the most as in, I don't like this season. This season's hard. Those are all real things. We've all yep. been in seasons where we go, this sucks or maybe mm-hmm. other bigger words that you know we want to say. <laughs> we've all said. Uh, we've all said, this is difficult. I don't want to be here. This is wrong. This is not fair. We've all had those seasons. Somebody's in them right now. Yep. Um, but I do believe and I, and I don't want it to sound too churchy. I do believe that God is still completely capable of using you for really great things in the midst of those seasons. And the reason I know that is because he's done it in my life. Mm-hmm. He's done it in friends of my life that I watched them walk through some of the most difficult things that I would never wish on my worst enemy. And God still shows up and use their life in great ways. Yeah. And I think we can, you know, we can I think life does prepare us for our lives because it's that one step and then the next step. And I think it's just showing up 
in those couple steps that we can see in front of us, mm-hmm. right? Just yes. doing the work. And it's it's not pretty. It's not glamorous. It's not Instagram ready. It's like mm-hmm. one step and then the next step. And sometimes it's ugly. And sometimes it's the things that, you know, it's, it's, it's not what we want it to be. But like you said, and then all of a sudden we're like, well, this is this is where I was going or this yeah. is what I was supposed to do. And I think that there's such beauty in that. And I and I also think that's one of the problems if you go back to the girl you got this mentality is that we're supposed to – like our world thinks we're supposed to be able to see to the end of the driveway, mm, right? So true, yeah. But we're not. And Mm-mm. that's not – I don't think that's ever how it was designed to be. Yeah. But yet we have a culture that's like got the spotlight on the mm-hmm. end of the driveway. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, it's in the work and the showing up and taking the steps. It's in the that background work. That's where we grow, yeah. right? Yeah. It, it, that, that makes me think of like something that I talk a lot about in this book that I think is important is this word success. And, you know, you mentioned, you know, girl, you got this and we see the end of the driveway, you know, like the end of the yeah. driveway to me feels successful because I can got to the end of the where I'm supposed to be. But so often we can't see that. And, and I think that there's this switch that God's done in my own heart of saying, okay, so what culture says is success is not always success for me. Like it's move, it's a moving target, you know, like, okay, so is it successful for me? to have so many downloads or to sell so many books or to raise four kids who, who, who end up leaving our house and go to college and you know, they, they're great citizens and they love God, all the things. But what about when these things don't happen? Like what about when life becomes hard or life changes on us or we lose a child like you and your husband have had to walk through? Like how do we measure success then? And I started thinking, you know what, here's how I want to measure success. I want to be faithful. Mm. I want to be faithful to what God asked me to do. So, you know, like if I think about success would be having a book that is like number one on the New York Times, like whatever that's, I really don't think that's in the cards, like for so many people. But if you're like, that's what the world tells you is the success for an author. Well, when that doesn't happen, what if we then measured it by, I'm going to be faithful to write the words that God asked me to do, you know, or as a parent, I'm going to be faithful to love my kids no matter what. Or we think I want to be a woman in my community who is woman of the year. Like we have a, there's a, there's an award ceremony and I am granted the woman of the year in the community. What about if I just was faithful to serve the people around me? And so there's this switch of, okay, this says I'm a success. She says this is success. This course tells me here's how to be successful. What if we looked at our life and said, you know what? I'm going to choose to be faithful wherever God calls me, however he calls me, to whomever he calls me. And that is going to be my success story. So I I totally think that that message of success is so important. And if you really look at people, even, you know, people we admire, like let's just say Mother Teresa, I have one of her quotes actually in our dining room that says, if you want to bring happiness to the world, go home and love your family. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, it's those things that aren't, you know, they aren't sexy. They aren't, you know, shiny. They aren't things that ever, but it's like, that's the beautiful stuff, right? I mean, that's Mm. the, and I have learned that so much from my son, Bodhi, who has so many special needs in his community. It's like, these kids are by the world standards, not perfect. They're not going to Harvard. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not, no one signed up and say, oh, please let me have a child like that. Mm. But he teaches me so much about faithfulness, about showing up every day, even when I just don't feel like it, you know? And I think that's where we become refined. And what if we desired that? That is so good. Yep. You know, what if we desired that in our life? And it's not easy. Like I'm saying these things and trust me, they're hard to do, but there's something there that we haven't 
like dove in deep enough into, yeah, I think, as yeah. women. Yeah. And and you're right. You're like you're we're saying we're both saying these things if we're as if we're like experts on them. Yes, and I exactly. like, and we're not experts, but we're here's not. what I here's what I do want to say is that it takes fighting for this. Yes. And that is why this all sounds lovely. Like, okay, I'm not gonna worry about her. I'm just gonna focus on me and be faithful and all those things. And yeah, but like you may have to like regroup you know, every couple months and think, okay, where have I kind of gone off track here from, from where, how is my mental game off my emotional game, my spiritual game, and then have a regroup and then you start yeah. over and that's okay. Ladies as well. You it's know, okay. it's like, I think that sometimes we feel like, oh my gosh, I failed, but this is a battle. And I think it's a battle that we'll be fighting as long as we live in this technology age that we live in, which is now forever. Um, and it's wonderful. Uh, but I think that we'll have to do things to guard our hearts and our souls more than maybe our parents' generation had to do. And that's okay. It's it's worth the battle, you know? Yeah. And I think it's so important. I mean, it's okay to have a bad day and eat all the chocolate and, you know, sit, do whatever you have to do to like deal with that well, because it's just what it is. It is what it is. And let me tell you, the other day I went into the fridge I opened up a container of Parmesan cheese and I turned it upside down <laughs> on my face and started eating it. And I thought, okay, I think I need to regroup here because I am now just eating Parmesan cheese by the handful. <laughs> and we've all been there and we got to yep. be honest about that, right? Yep. yep. I love that. So we are all, you know, been in the middle of this pandemic for mm. what's almost going to be a year if we can believe it. And it's yeah. just shifted our lives, our work, our organizations that we run, our families. And, you know, there's there's nothing been easy about it and no one has the magic formula for it. But can you just talk to me about, you know, how your mindset, how your family has tackled this? You said something to, um, in the podcast where your husband interviewed you about living with open hands. And it just made me think about this pandemic. So could you chat with me a little bit about that? Yeah. um, I would say that this year, 2020, um, has been probably one of the hardest years. It's been one of the hardest years of my marriage ever. circumstances and and isn't it usually circumstances that are out of our control when things yeah. come in and we go oh my gosh I don't know how to handle this and so we've had to dig in so deep um to saying I'm sorry a lot saying mm-hmm. I forgive you a lot um regrouping a lot you know all of the things and um so that's been difficult and I feel like our marriage is stronger now than it has been in the 19 mm-hmm. years we've been married and I can say that that this year would be the hardest year and the most we've ever grown. And so I think there's good and difficult in that. Um, It's also been hard for our family. I mean, just like every other family that has been affected by COVID, um, emotionally and socially, it's been really hard for some of my kids um, early on in the pandemic when we were all pulled back at home. Um, But we've had to, that open-handed living is really looks good on paper and really hard to actually live. And so we're constantly reevaluating of, okay, so how are we living this way? And, you know, we've had, we kind of had a, well, I mean, one of my kids got COVID. And so talk about open-handed living. It's like everything just kind of went, okay, so all of the plans that we had for these next 14 days are now gone. And um, that has been for me, as someone I think I've already mentioned before, who strives to be in control of everything, <laughs> I think you see a theme here in my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, 2020 has been God being like, I'll show you who's in control, right? And so, you know, we've just had to have a lot of conversations. There has been in the in the season when one of my kids had COVID and we had like 14 days of kind of regrouping and everything got pulled back. I had one day where, I mean, I don't want to say it's embarrassing when I look back on that day. 
but it was a low day. I mean, mm-hmm. I might have had a lot of Parmesan cheese that day. Let me just tell you. <laughs> but it was a low day emotionally between my my husband and I. It was a low day with me and the kids. Yeah. And I had to I had to wake up the next day and go, um, okay, I'm going to not have a day like I did yesterday. And there was a part of me that wanted to stay there because sometimes it feels good to stay in our misery, right? Like misery sure loves company, right? Yeah. yeah, we just feel good about that. But I, I I literally had to make a choice. You know what? I'm going to choose to have a different day today. And that took action on my part. I mean, I had to, you know, this sounds dumb, but like, I this is real dumb, but I think people will understand. I was like, I'm going to take a shower today yeah. and I'm going to... <laughs> I'm going to actually wash my hair. And so, you know, I'm going to open up my Bible and read it this morning. I'm going, you know, and so like, it's things like that where we all have these low days and then we wake up the next day and we go, you know what? I get a new day today. I don't have to have the same day I did yesterday. And so we don't have to live in guilt for the way that we either spoke to our children, our husband, we get to ask for forgiveness, we get to move on. And then we really get to say, okay, what are some things that I can do to to pour into myself, you know, whether that's go on a walk, take a shower. Sounds dumb, but it's true. You guys take a shower, make a smoothie instead of eating Parmesan cheese, like all the things that we could come up with. And so I think we've had to do a lot of that this year. What's a gift that every heartstrong mom is going to love this holiday season? Wine. I'm a red wine gal and I got to tell you about One Hope Wines. They combine two things that I love, wine and giving back. They have amazing choices like a Cabernet Sauvignon or a California Rosé. Not only is their wine delicious, but their wine gives back. And that's what I love about it. Every bottle of One Hope Wine makes an impact in causes around the world. Like they've built a school in Guatemala and they have funded over 190,000 vaccines to end diseases. In fact, they've donated over $5 million by sharing wine and giving hope. And here's what's in it for you. When you become a preferred customer, you can earn points every time you shop and then they can be redeemed for discounts or you can use your points to donate to a cause that you love. So head on over to onehopewines.com, O-N-E-H-O-P-E-W-I-N-E-S.com to give a gift that gives back. And I love what you said about deciding that it's going to be a new day. Cause I had a day like that this week where something happened and has been going on. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is just the worst. And I don't know how to fix it. And I don't know what's going to happen. And I just like the next day I was like, okay, I have to decide today is a new day. I have to mm. think about this differently, but you're right. It's like an action. It's a choice. It's not it's how choice. we yeah. feel. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I think that again, back to the, like the theme of this conversation, instead of looking so externally, it's like kind of digging into our own hearts, you know, and saying, okay, today's the day. This is what I've got. This is where I'm at. I'm going to choose joy. I'm going to choose to move forward. I'm going to choose to love what's in front of me, you know? Mm -hmm. And that is, like you said, it's a constant recommitment to that. Yep. And it's hard. It's hard hard. work. I mean, I I think anyone, I don't want to make it sound easy. And I think anyone that's like, oh, I get it would understand. It's hard work. And you know what? I'm not saying that like, the first day you'll be like, okay, I'm back. You know, and you you might be trying to regroup and tell yourself every single day. Um, And that's okay. And you're not alone. Yeah. Well, Jamie, your message resonates so much with me personally, but I think it's going to resonate with all the people that hear this podcast. And your book is is so timely. Like who would have known, right? That Mm, you'd put this out in the world now, you know, Mm -hmm. isn't that cool? It's so crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's just so cool. So since this is the HeartStrong Podcast, I like to end conversations with asking you about what helps you to live HeartStrong or what helps you to overcome the challenges in your own life. You know, I think I've mentioned a lot of them in here. Um, One is community. And, you know, we know that it's been hard this year to have that. But I I mentioned earlier about when I heard that man talking about who do you tell your secrets to? And I had just had lunch with a friend the day before. And then I listened to that podcast and I immediately thought of that friend and I sent her a a Voxer message. And I just said, I want to thank you for being one of my secret holders. And I just meant like, man, I'm just so thankful that I can bring anything to you. And I can tell you how I really am. I can bring the the stuff that is that is hard, that is scary, that is what's wrong with my emotions right now. I can bring that to you and you hold it and you give space to that. And so I think that is something that is really valuable in my life is those people. And I'm not a person who needs like a ton of friends. You know, I just I just don't. But I have a handful of ladies who man, I, I could, I could cry thinking about how important they've been in my life in the midst of difficult times, how safe they felt. Um, and so that's the number one thing that comes to my mind is, is my people and how, and how they have been helpful for me, um, walking through good things and very, very difficult Mm -hmm. things. And on that topic, just, oh, I thought this would be important to add because you talked about how you invest in them and they invest in you. And mm-hmm. I had a conversation with one of my kids the other day and I was like, you know, to have a friend, you have to be a friend. Mm. And especially now I was thinking, I'm like, you know how sometimes you say things to your kids and then you're like, oh, I need to take my own advice. Right. <laughs> that like, happens often. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. And, you know, it just made me think about how important it is for us in this season to be reaching out and encouraging one another, yeah. you know, and just telling our people, that we love mm-hmm. them, that we're here and checking in. And so thank you so much for that reminder. Yeah. That was really beautiful. Well, Jamie, thank you so much for sharing this time with me. I know you're a busy woman and your heart is gorgeous and your words are important. And I just hope they get into as many hands as possible. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. Thank you so much to our guest, Jamie Ivey, for joining me on the HeartStrong Podcast. You can find more out about Jamie by visiting her website at jamieivey.com. That's J-A-M-I-E-I-V-E-Y.com. And please pick up her book, UBU, on Amazon.com or click the show notes to find out where else you can get it. And a super special thank you to our producer, Allison Cohen, and our sound engineer, Jared McCammon. And please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and be sure to tell your friends and subscribe. Join us next week on the HeartStrong Podcast. <laughs>